Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Week 9 is in the books. That's it. You guys were at the midway point of the NFL season. How about that? On the day that college basketball starts, no, we're not going to talk about college basketball. On the day that college basketball starts, we hit dead center. This is it. It's like it's like the hump week of the NFL season. We are right in the middle. We've got nine weeks behind us, completely in the books, and nine weeks still to go in the regular season. So, of course, it's going to be one of those nights where we ask you a philosophical question about the middle of the NFL season. Don't you worry. I got it all planned out. It's all planned out. But first, we have to talk about the last game of the first half of the NFL season. (laughs) It's so convoluted, but I'm so anal retentive that it fits that half of my brain. And that's actually true. I'm only anal retentive on half of my brain. I got both the creative left brain and the anal retentive slash accounting degree right brain. Oh, and the planning You know how much I love to plan. (laughs) Speaking of plans, we've got some in the works. An hour from now, Jeff Blum, one of our favorites from Houston. The man was part of the parade on Monday. More than a million people are the estimates, though it's hard to actually get an accurate head count when it comes to championship and ticker tape parades. But he was part of that. He was working for a TV station in Houston where he played during his career. And so we're really excited to get his perspective. Uh, he was on the field on Saturday after the Astros clinched the second World Series title in their franchise history and the second in six years. And I don't know if you know this about Jeff. Maybe some of you remember. He hit a home run in the World Series in 2005. His was a pinch hit home run. And I've never asked him about it. But I think I'm going to have to do that tonight in honor of what we just saw in Houston. So he does Houston radio and TV, but he played there for the Astros, uh, though he also played several other places and won his World Series with the White Sox in 2005. So even as Houstonians, Houstonians take to the streets and they celebrate in advance of Election Day, which is officially underway in two of our time zones, uh, but still waiting for the stragglers in the left half of the country. I'm teasing. Uh, As we usher in Election Day, it was really important for the city of Houston to have this parade done so that city residents and others who were moving around would be able to get to their polling places and would be able to vote without having to deal with closed streets and a mass of people who were there simply for the parade. So I kind of wondered, wow, why are they doing it so quickly? Not even 48 hours after they won the title on Saturday night, but it makes sense now that they did not want to intersect with election day. So we're going to talk Astros baseball. I know it's exactly what you've always wanted. Uh, That's coming up an hour from now. Producer Jay, I know these are your favorite posts on our Facebook page. Uh, We had a guy who lambasted me. He was not lambasting you for not talking about the World Series. How I refuse to talk about the World Series. Oh, you mean yesterday's show when we (laughs) talked about the World Series? Multiple times, yes. Apparently he did not. He did not hear that. 
And generally, I just write back podcast. Um, yeah. But I didn't even bother this time. I just deleted his post. That's the great thing about having administrative powers over my Facebook page. If I think you're being nasty or I think you're being rude or I don't want your political opinions or your ridiculous rants on my page, I can delete them. See ya. The thing is, it's got my name on it, which means everything on that page is a reflection of me and my show. And so if I don't want it on there, we're not going to debate politics on my page. We're not going to call people names on my page. We're not going to use inappropriate language on my page. Go do it on your own Facebook page. You all have one. It's free for now. Twitter's free for now, though I hear they're going to start charging people for blue check marks. Guess who will be getting rid of her blue check mark? That'll be me. In fact, I might even change the title on my Twitter account just for fun. Because, you know, if you if you have a blue check mark and you change the handle on your Twitter account, you lose it. Yeah, you're no longer verified at That's that point, right. right? So maybe I'll be unverified and it will be glorious. So, yes, we are going to talk to Jeff Blum, talk Houston and their big championship. Uh, this one with no signs of tainting uh, and and the fact that it's Dusty Baker means a lot of the baseball world is thrilled for them. We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can on Twitter, a law radio, or if you must on our Facebook page, though, currently I cannot get into our Facebook page. Jay tends to ignore me when I ask him for help. When we get into the office, he doesn't bother. Uh, he just ignores my texts. So he swears he never sees them, but I, I can, I know what's ha really happening here. Uh, we got new, well, they're not new. We got new to us laptops here in the main studio for the hosts. So I happen to be a solo host, but there is another one for those shows that have two talking heads and talking shoulders and talking legs and all that jazz. Uh, so they're here in the studio, but because they're all brand new in terms of the servers, we haven't used them before. They do not have our... <clears throat> Our Facebook information our. stored. It is our communal Facebook page. Uh, Jay and I, we share it. I can't log into Facebook because it's not on this computer logged in. And so it's, it's never been logged in before on this computer, which means you're going to have to come in here and do all of your login information. You can ask it to send me like a code. I can't get in. I don't even remember because it's it's... On, when I go to Facebook on my laptop at home, there you are. There's your picture. I have a shortcut. Here, I don't even have a shortcut. So I don't even know the, I don't even know what your password, well, forget password. I changed the password recently. Right, yeah. ha, ha I locked producer Jay out of his Facebook account. I changed the password on him. Well, we had a, quite the scare there for <laughs> half a second. Yeah, we nearly got hacked Crazy. by somebody in California. You know who you are. Uh, so, yes, I changed the password. Jay was sleeping. I couldn't get a hold of him. So I was like, eh, I'll just change the password, and he can go back and change it later. And then he tried to log in. and <laughs> I was like, did we get hacked? I started freaking out for a second. <laughs> so, anyway, I can't log in because I don't know your email or whatever it is that you use. But also, I texted you, the, you know, that text that you ignored, because I want a mouse. It, oh, do I you gotcha. know It's hard to use a laptop when I talk with my hands, and if both my hands have to be on the laptop to to move from window to window, uh, I it's very difficult for me to also speak intelligible intelligibly. Wait, intelligibly intelligibly. I think that's a word. Intelligibly, something like that. Or I could say intelligently. Clearly, intelligibly yeah. and intelligently are, you know, 
they're they run concurrent to one another. So yes, don't worry about that text message that I sent you that you completely ignored. Didn't see it. I was locked in. See what I mean? That's that's his likely story. He didn't see it. But if like the hot girl down the street sent him a text, oh, oh he would yeah. be all over that. That's me. <laughs> I'll, I will fetch you a mouse. <laughs> You'll fetch me one? Yes. The problem is I don't think the ones in here work with these computers because they're the they have a different plug-in. What is it? A USB plug-in? I already got underneath here and like pulled cords out. I, so this is what happens when you don't answer my text messages. I, will, I, will I have to one. take matters into my own hands. Don't and so I <laughs> don't tell do I'm sorry, you're not the boss of me. I went underneath and like started pulling things. So if something doesn't work. Just, That's why. Just keep it between us. All right. No, the laptop is working. I have, I have a mind to go in there and do some sabotage, considering what they did to us two weeks mm, ago. Very true. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I tried one mouse. It didn't work. So I don't know if I'm going to have to get a USB yeah. mouser, you know, a mouse plug-in. Does that mean every night I have to bring my own mouse? For heaven's sakes, I forgot my headphones to not. I'm using Jay's headphones I don't have a mouse. <laughs> what a way to start. We're, we're lucky that I'm even wearing a pair of pants. As far as you know, you don't actually know if I'm wearing a pair of pants, but that would probably be an HR violation. So I'm thinking that, yes, you can just assume I'm wearing a pair That's of pants. Right. There's no one here. <laughs> what are you exactly? I don't know. Not HR. <laughs> That's true. Definitely not HR. <laughs> so it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. And, yes, we are exactly halfway through the NFL season. I thought we would do a fun fill-in-the-blank because I know how much you all love those. So we'll set that up before the end of this hour. If you haven't yet voted for miserable, mortified, morbid Monday, I think we should call it morbid Monday from now on. I feel like that's how some fans, oh, oh. Oh, what's happening in there? Producer Jay's moving cameras around. <gasps> that piece of equipment, which is probably more expensive than all these laptops and computers put together, nearly took a nosedive. It's the leaning tower of Pisa in there. It's all good. It's if safe. I come in there and blow on it really hard, do you think it'll fall over? I think just the door opening from oh, the yeah. wind might knock it over. Sweet. That'll be fun. And then since, well, your, your fingerprints are on it, not mine, so... I'm sure they'd get CSI in here to figure out whose fingerprints were on it. Do we still have wipes around here anywhere? Do, yeah, Probably we not. do. We do. Don't you worry. I am not a snitch. I don't want any stitches. And so, plus, I would I would absolutely take the fall for you. I would just say it was me. Actually, no, no I wouldn't. wouldn't. I would say it was Pete or something. <laughs> All right. All right we'll, we'll, blame it on, we'll blame it on David Shepard. <laughs> he is still here. <laughs> he is. Anyway. Uh, we'll do a fill-in-the-blank question, but if you haven't voted for the most morbid and mortified team and fan base as they woke up on Monday, that poll is still live, actually. Uh, so you can check it out on our Twitter account, After Hours CBS, uh, or our Facebook page, which I can't currently log into, so I can't actually see. But the last I checked, we had hundreds of posts on Facebook, and then we also are racking up the votes on Twitter as well. So, again, poll is still live for a couple more hours. We're also going to give you the candidates for TD of the Week. OMG. I don't know how we're going to narrow this down. There's absolutely no way, Producer Jay, that we can leave out Justin Fields' 61-yard TD scamper. But the Bears didn't win. I know. We kind of broke that mold last week with the P.J. Walker 62-yard Hail Mary. Where we put in there, they didn't win. Did. I mean, sometimes it's just too good, you know. Does the Ramondre Stevenson one-handed oh, grab qualify? That was a great it catch. It was. Now, they won. It's just that it was early on. 
it, it it'll depend on the audio. If the audio yeah. indicates that it was as spectacular as it was, what else? What are some of the other TDs that you can think of? You know, Vikings late game TD to go ahead. How about Joe Mixon and five touchdowns for the Cincinnati Bengals? Joe Mixon's fifth, I think, might have to be in there too. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely the case. Oh, the Chiefs. How do Mahomes. we? We've got to have Patrick <laughs> Mahomes and his scamper for the touchdown in there. See, Brady. This is, this is oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> what are we gonna do? We might need two polls. We're gonna put up eight different candidates. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Or we could just we no, see, it's better when we only do four because the people get mad at us, and when they get mad at us, then they vote and send us nasty messages. So we definitely need to put up a Twitter poll, but that's the problem, is we can only do four candidates, and then it just inevitably starts starts a, a debate and starts a war. Yes. That's us. We're all about battling, battling you for, for our TD of the week candidates. In the <laughs> oh, goodness. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio and on Facebook. But don't don't rush because I can't get in there. Uh, Jim Ursay makes a very drastic move. I swear I did not think this was possible. I said this on the air a, a few hours ago that Frank Reich his job was definitely in jeopardy. The Colts were a disaster. This is like one of the worst losses in their franchise history in recent memory. And maybe going back to Peyton's first season. And beyond that even, producer Jay reminded me on Monday that this was his bold prediction for the NFL season. Tell people what it was. Yeah, after week one, we did our, what was it, like too soon overreaction, something mm-hmm. like that, or week one overreactions. And I thought, I don't know, after week one, I said, Especially after last year, how the Colts came out and lost to the Jaguars on the last game of the week to get into the playoffs, and they lost week one. I was like, I don't think Frank Reich is the right coach for the Indianapolis Colts. And that was my week one overreaction. Turns out uh, it's pretty accurate. Turns out he doesn't last to see week number 10. He doesn't get to the second half of the season. And stunning because it's Jeff Saturday that's brought in as the new head coach by Jim Ursay. Now, here's what we know about Jeff Saturday. He was a Pro Bowl center. He has coached at the high school level, but not beyond that. He's wanted to get into coaching. Jim Ursay actually offered him multiple assistant head coaching jobs, and he is a consultant with the Colts now, but he turned those down because he had a pretty cushy analyst job in the media, and so he decided that he would wait. Now here he is as an interim head coach for half a season, he essentially gets an audition to prove that he can handle the responsibilities of a head coach. But man, this is tough because he doesn't know who's going to call plays. He has never done this before. And he's walking into an NFL locker room and they all know he has never done this before. But he does have the respect of the guys who will remember that he played the position and, of course, remember that he played with Peyton Manning and that he was part of a Colts Super Bowl. So there is some of that. There's credibility. There's equity there. But can you convince them that this is not going to be a fly by the seat of your pants? Can you convince them that you're ready to do this when you've never coached at any level beyond high school? I mean, I thought the Browns made some crazy coaching hires Freddie Kitchens, but this one is out there, even though it's clear that Ursay has great affection for Jeff Saturday. All that and a dollar fifty, actually probably two dollars now, will buy you a nice soda out of the vending machine here at CBS Sports Radio. So the can you can get for a dollar, but the bottles, those cost more. They're at two dollars now? 
Uh, I don't know. You're the soda drinker. I think they were like 175 or something. Oh, okay. They should all be free. But yeah, but see, whatever. they th- these machines typically eat at least one quarter, so you you need $2 just to get in the building. Just to, Isn't that like a, a gambling? You need 500 bucks just to get in the door. Just to sit at the table. <laughs> just to sit at the table, yes. That's the cover fee. Don't worry about ignoring building. my text, though. I'm good. I'm good in here. Don't. I'm, I'm fine. Yep, yep, yep. All right, coming up, the Baltimore Ravens get their sixth win, joining a small group atop the AFC, and they do have the lead in the AFC North. Lamar Jackson's numbers, modest, but the rushing numbers for the the Ravens were not modest, and man, (laughs) the New Orleans Saints are back to the drawing board because they make this change to Andy Dalton it didn't, it hasn't worked. Well, it did work against the Raiders, but is that really even fair? Uh, it worked against the Raiders. They get that big win. Um, but in this particular game, the offensive line did not hold up. Andy Dalton was under siege a ton. They weren't really able to get anything going offensively. Uh, and I swear, every time Peyton and Eli do Monday Night Mannings, the game is awful. Like, it's literally awful in the first half. The two of them, all they want is, like, big plays and plays to break down. Uh, Tonight, they had Luke Bryan on in the second quarter, country music star who will be hosting the CMA Awards with Peyton Manning coming up on Wednesday, so it's kind of a cross-promotion. He was really funny. Eli was giving Peyton all kinds of crap. It was like, I was laugh out loud. I was laughing out loud. I was laugh out loud funny. So... I forgot to watch the game, but nothing happened in the times, in the stretches that I forgot to watch the game. Like, it was, yeah, it was rough, except for two highlights in the first half. Uh, We'll let you hear the big moves, the big, I don't know, I guess there could be some candidates for TD of the week here. (laughs) The explosive plays, uh, the big disparities between what we saw with the Saints and what we saw with the Ravens, who've got a couple of, Old dudes, old dudes rock. Couple of old dudes who are wreaking havoc on their defense. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Drake in the backfield, first and 10, Baltimore. 24 New Orleans, shotgun snap, they're going to run it to the near side, runs to the 30, to the numbers, then throws downfield, over the shoulder, catch of the goal line, touchdown likely. On the near sideline, caught that ball over his shoulder, a touchdown pass by Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. That was how the scoring started after an 11-play, seven-minute drive. This is what the Baltimore Ravens do. It's what they do, I tell you. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence. The second drive, not that much different. 12 plays, seven more minutes. Jackson takes the snap. He'll give it to Drake, who walks in for the touchdown. Kenyon Drake untouched as the Ravens get their second touchdown of the opening half. First, you hear Kevin Harlan on Westwood One, and then you hear Jerry Sandusky, the voice of Baltimore Ravens football on their radio network. So, yeah, late first quarter, then late second quarter. And while the 
Saints were able to put a field goal on the board before halftime. Uh, That first half was really indicative of what we were going to see because we know the Ravens play that ball control game. And they also pride themselves on being tough and fierce and physical on defense. Here comes New Orleans and Andy Dalton, who was shaken up the last time because he was sacked by Houston. From his 25, first and 10. And he line drives a pass, which is deflected and intercepted on the ricochet by Justin Houston. He gets it on the ricochet and falls down after getting that deflected ball at the 17-yard line of New Orleans. Houston has done it all. First and goal, Ravens at the Saints four. Drake in the backfield. Jackson. Well, handed to Drake. He's got a crease. He's to the one. He's to the goal line. Touchdown, Ravens. Kenyon Drake. And with 6.55 left to play, the haze in the barn. That's his signature call. Jerry Sandusky again on Ravens Radio. So 90 seconds after Justin Houston intercepts Andy Dalton, Kenyon Drake gets in for his second TD of the night, and he has 24 carries for 93 yards and a couple of scores. Ultimately, the team as a whole has 188 yards rushing, and get this, you guys, time of possession plus 15 and a half minutes for Baltimore. The human will can only take so much, you know what I mean? It's just pounding down in and down out, you know, power here, power here. You know, pull a guy here, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you got to rotate those guys in because at the end of the day, we're going to continue to be here. So Kenyon Drake knows that you wear other teams down with a style of play. And that's the goal, right? It's also the goal to keep the ball in your possession and keep it away from, in this case, Andy Dalton, Alvin Kamara, probably being the most dangerous player on that Saints offense. And how about the offensive line? Three sacks, but only two yards. So I thought that was interesting. Now that's a credit to Lamar for being able to maneuver and escape. But even though... The defense for the Saints was credited with three sacks. They only lost two yards. And in addition to that, there were only two additional quarterback hits. So he gives a lot of praise to his O-line. My offensive line, it, it was wonderful. You know, I don't think they had a sack. They were trying to get a sack, you know, when I was scrambling on the sideline. They were trying to get one, but I couldn't let that happen to my guys. That's, that's baloney right there. That's baloney, total baloney right there. They shouldn't have that. You know, our offensive line did a great job. Clean pocket, you know. We got to keep that going. (laughs) He is one of my favorite guys to listen to in football. There is no one like Lamar Jackson. He just, the way that he expresses himself, uh, certainly the the way that he is so much a part of the team. Um, he's just one of the guys, and, and they all love him, of course. He's just a unique talent, and he's a unique personality. It's after hours. I've been a champion. <laughs> it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, John Harbaugh obviously loves what he sees from Lamar all the time to the point where he's gushing and he's glowing. And they were 9 of 15 on third down in addition to having a balance between the run and the pass and not turning the ball over. I do not take it for granted. I was shaking my head. I think I said, wow, a couple of times. I mean, I don't know how I couldn't see how he got out of the one late uh, on the other side of the field there. I mean, how did he get out of that one? Lamar plays on a different level. You can't just look at passing stats. The passing stats are good, but he made some plays. He made some third down conversions. The third down was a key in this game. We played, we did a great job in offense, uh, and Lamar was really the driver of that. Obviously, a really great win. The tough environment, tough football team. Saints are very physical. They play very hard. They got a good scheme, well coached. 
So we're very, uh, very pleased to come out here with a win. Meanwhile, for the Ravens defense, Justin Houston, the old dude, he comes up with two and a half sacks. How about that? Two and a half sacks and three other hits of Andy Dalton. I was actually thinking about retiring, and I just, me and my wife took a vacation, and I, I turned my phone off, and, I, and we was there for like three or four days, and I just prayed, and I just prayed, and I prayed, and I heard God, I literally heard God say, give me all of you, and I will give you your desires. And I told my wife, I said, listen, I'm going to be all in this season. The things that's happening on the field, like, I can't even explain. I don't even know what I'm doing some of these times. <laughs> Until, like, I come out the field and God's like, you just, you just did this, you just did that. And so I just think it's amazing how God working through me right now. He is among the top sackmeisters. Sackmeisters. He's a woman that talks sack. Monsters. He's among the top sack masters. Any of those words work. Uh, he's among the best in the NFL right now in terms of the number of sacks. Uh, it's really impressive to see what he's doing. And he's 33 years old, which isn't old, but obviously when it comes to the NFL and pro sports, they tend to uh, lean toward those guys who are younger, more explosive. But there is something to be said for being an old dude and having the wisdom and the experience. So, yes, two and a half sacks plus the interception for the Ravens. And then they were really harassing Andy Dalton overall. And how about their new addition, Roquan Smith, who leads the NFL in tackles? Five more tonight on Monday Night Football, which means we are officially at the midway point. As for Andy Dalton, well, he's not going to beat around the bush. Coming off of last week's shutout win over the Raiders, this was a letdown. We got beat today. They deserve to win this one. You know, they had a good plan going in. And, you know, for us, we've got to find ways to, you know, hold up in protection. I've got to find ways to get the ball out of my hands. Guys got to get open on time and everything. But, yeah, I mean, today they, they got after us. Obviously, they did a good job of being able to stop the run. Uh, we, we struggled to be able to run the ball. They got their hands up, batted down a lot of passes. Um, they had some nice pressure packages that were able to get some pressure on the quarterback. So, um, again, they did a lot of good things defensively that caused us a lot of challenges. And, and uh, we've got to go back to the drawing board and uh, make some corrections and uh, be better next week. Here's where we sit or stand or perch or hmm, walk. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me right now. Jog. I'm a total weirdo. Yeah, I, uh, Jay doesn't jog though. So if I was jogging and you were not jogging, we would be separated fairly quickly. I can and, power walk. Unless you, you power walk like Patrick Mahomes. Power walk to keep up with me while I'm jogging. I'm not fast. That's We know that to be sure. Uh, neither am I. True. You make a good running team. <laughs> or, or you don't team. run. I... Jay, can I just tell you what Jay said to me one time? It was I was indignant. It was really insulting. I had just finished running a half marathon, and he said something about being inspired. I need to do something like that. Give me a couple weeks, and I'll be ready. A couple weeks is what you said. <laughs> yeah, you I said, give that. me a couple weeks, and I will be ready. That's just rude. <laughs> Looking back a little, but <laughs> a couple, maybe a couple months. How's that? Maybe a couple months. Yes. A couple oh years, maybe. No, no, no. I think you could do it in a couple months. There are people that train to go from nothing to marathon in a couple of months, but a couple of weeks, you were like, ah, from nothing to a half give me marathon. a couple of weeks and I'll run the next half with you. No problem. Ouch. 
Here I had trained for months. All I wanted to do was make it through. He's like, yeah, just give me a couple of weeks and I'll be good. <laughs> I just wanted to run it with you. I don't know. Yeah, right. A little ambitious there. Also wildly insulting. Okay, back to the AFC. <laughs> there are now five teams that have six wins. Stick with me here. We know about the Chiefs and the Bills. Best record in the AFC. Both of them at six and two. The Jets, the Dolphins, the Ravens. Ooh, Ravens fans. How do you feel about the Jets having the same record as you? (laughs) The Jets, the Dolphins, and the Ravens are sitting on six and three. So those are the teams that have six wins. The Titans have five. The Patriots have five. The Bengals have five. The Chargers have five. And after that, it drops off. Funny enough, in the in the AFC, there are no teams that are at 500. So we've got one team that's at 500 uh, in the NFC. That's the San Francisco 49ers. But everybody else is either above, above or below the Mendoza line. <laughs> so for our question, we'll, it's not really a question. It's more of a fill in the blank. But it does pertain to the midway point of the NFL season, which is where we are right now. In fact, three months from tonight, We will be hosting our first show from Phoenix, site of Super Bowl 50, don't tell me, 7, 57, right? No? I don't know. I think that's accurate. (laughs) I think. I think that's accurate. Uh, Coming up, Frank Reich, fired by the Colts after a 3-5-1 start to the season. Jim Ursay explaining his decision and also telling you why he has given Jeff Saturday the interim head coaching job despite... Only high school level coaching experience. The NFL never ceases to amaze. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Elliger takes the snap. He's in the end zone. He's pressured to throw. Costable attempt. And picked off by Jonathan Jones. Runs out of a tackle right into the end zone. What a day for the Patriots cornerback. It's an underneath crosser. Jones in the perfect spot. Jonathan Jones, that is. Goes down to the knee, picks it up, gets the lead block, takes it in for a pick six. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Jim Ursay apparently has seen enough, and Colts and Patriots will be the last game that Frank Reich coached for. Indianapolis and also the last that fans remember of him as they fall to three, five, and one. It was rough. Even if it hadn't been a rookie, well, not a rookie, even if it hadn't been a new green quarterback in Sam Ellinger, it still would have been carnage. New England's defense racks up nine sacks, seven other QB hits. This young kid, uh, he, he didn't He's not equipped to protect himself, and he didn't have the help on the offensive line to be able to hide anyway. Uh, It's a game in which the Colts managed just two yards per play. Two. That's not how you move the chains. Two yards per play. Historically bad. And you hear the Jonathan Jones pick six in the fourth quarter that really was the exclamation point. This was a game that took place in Foxborough. The fans were reveling in it. Uh, there's you know, rivalry with the Colts going back to the days of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Not quite the same anymore, but uh, certainly they enjoy beating Indianapolis. I don't think they had any idea they would be sending Frank Reich to walk the plank. That's Bob Sosi and Scott Zolak on Patriots Radio. 
we probably, in retrospect, did we put the Colts in our Monday mortification poll? Now I can't remember who's in there. I know who's winning by far. Let me check. I think nope. we spared them this no week. No Colts. We did. We spared Indianapolis this week. But in retrospect now, Monday was obviously miserable and mortifying and morbid for Frank Reich, for the Colts to have to get back to work after that. So it, it's not in the poll. They're not in the poll. But you certainly could write them in. Uh, that's on Twitter, A-Law Radio, or on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Frank actually had a winning record over his time in Indianapolis, and the Colts had a playoff win under Frank. But it's what have you done for me lately, and Jim Ursay couldn't stand to watch it anymore. It's a very difficult and tough day because I told Frank, you know, I was hoping Chris and him and I, you know, we were going to grab that Lombardi trophy together someday and, 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 and have that thing and, and celebrate. But this is, you know, this league... Um, is tough and 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 things change. It was a uh, a difficult decision to make, made um, you know with great thought. Uh, a decision that um, that gets cultivated over many many months and years actually, um, where where you're integrating your thinking into understanding when a time is right and when it isn't. He called it intuition. That there's no formula, there's not a certain record, it's not a certain number of weeks or years with a coach, it's intuition. Now, in case you're wondering if there has to be a Rooney rule or a process of interviewing minority coaches for an opening as an interim, Jim Ursay, first of all, touted his record with both Tony Dungy and Jim Caldwell and then explained why this is not Jeff Saturday being handed the job. Interim head coaching job, it lines up with the Rooney rule. At the end of the season, there will be a, a full process of reviewing um, permanent head coach, which we will um, have an interview process uh, for and go from there. You know, this is for eight games, hopefully more. Eight games, hopefully more, for Jeff Saturday, who is a longtime Pro Bowl center. It's part of the Super Bowl championship that the Colts won when Peyton Manning was the quarterback. He's only coached at the high school level. Jeff himself says he was shocked when Jim Ursay called. Absolutely shocked. Couldn't be more thrilled about having him here and yes, he is fully experienced enough. Yes, he is fully capable. He's extremely smart. He's ex- extremely competitive. He understands the game. Here's a great part about my career. I came in, nobody expected anything. I'm here, nobody expects anything. If it goes well, hopefully it'll go extremely well. But I have no uh, preconceived notion that I'm going to be some spectacular anything. I know i got to work hard. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm auditioning not only for this one, but for, for 31 others, just like everybody else in this game. And, and make no mistake, man, the job is win. So for Jeff Saturday, it's an audition of eight games. He wants to be able to find a head coaching job in the NFL. And if it's not the Colts, his former franchise will then somewhere else. But he's being handed the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, and an eight-game audition. He's never called plays before, obviously, because he's never been a coach beyond the high school level. 
And he was already in the process on Monday of reaching out to the coaches that are on the staff already in Indianapolis and trying to figure out who he would assign that responsibility. The great part about this, and I'll just say this, is there are fantastic coaches on this staff and men who have done this a long time. There's there's former head coaches, but there are guys in that offensive room who have called a lot of games and a lot of plays, and there's a lot of men who have put a lot of time into this. So I have no fear. I will pick the right guy, and, and we will ride with it. Well, this is going to be fun. If you thought the Colts were a roller coaster ride before now, it's not easy to coach in the NFL, and certainly Jeff has a lot of contacts. I hope that they respect him because he's got the title for now as interim. And I hope they respect him because of what he means to that franchise. But that wears off quickly. The respect might get you in the door. Your tenure with the team will get you in the door. But if you don't speak the language, if you can't convince them to follow you, leading means nothing if there are no followers. Can he be a different voice and one that points the Colts in the right direction? Can he be a coach and a guide for Sam Ellinger? Now, Frank was a quarterback at the NFL level, but his voice didn't resonate, and it it just was bad. In benching Matt Ryan, excuse me, Frank even said, we failed you. Something's going on with the offensive line. Maybe that in and of itself is enough reason to bring in a guy who's a former pro bowler on the line because they need to get that line fixed. Nothing is going to work. They're wasting Jonathan Taylor. Nothing is going to work until they get that line fixed. And we spoke with our Colts insider going back last week, right, Jay, last week. And that's what we were talking about, the fact that there are no answers. And it's been such a complete reversal from what had been a strength of theirs the last couple of years. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. On Sirius XM NFL Radio, longtime NFL QB Rich Gannon breaking down this decision to make the change now in Indianapolis. This is an organization that's been unraveling since the end of last season. Remember, you know, they're in position last year to make the postseason. Then they lose to the Raiders at home, an ugly loss at home. Then they go on the road the last game of the season and maybe play their worst game of the season against Jacksonville. Carson Wentz struggled in both those games. So they move on from Carson Wentz. And as you said, there's a lot of promise when they made the decision to make the trade for Matt Ryan. A lot of people, myself included, still felt like he had a lot of uh, you know, gas left in the tank. You know, a week ago, they decided to sit down Matt Ryan and play Sam Ellinger. A lot of us felt like that was the owner saying, we're not paying this guy $17 million next year. We're not going to pay Matt Ryan. He's not going to be on our team next year. And let's find out about Sam Ellinger before the draft rolls around. And then this past week, uh, they fired the offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady. And I and when that decision went down, Bruce, that's very uncharacteristic for Frank Reich. He just doesn't fire. You know, he, he hires good people. He puts them in a position to lead. That, to me, just something that I just would never see Frank Reich doing. I almost felt like that was the decision, even the both decisions maybe, that were Jim Mersey saying, hey, look, you know what? You got to do something. You got to do something. And I'm not happy with the offense, so get rid of the coordinator. As Frank, he's, even though he's the head coach, uh, Bruce, he's very involved in game planning and in, in the install of the offense. And when I saw that, I thought to myself, that is not a Frank Reich decision. That sounds to me, that seems to me to be a Jim Ursay decision. 
when that starts to happen, that relationship can fracture because now the head coach says, I'm not, I, I'm not even able to run the team and coach the team in the way I want to. And that may have been uh, the impetus for the meeting this morning and the reason Frank is no longer the head coach. Rich Gannon on Sirius XM NFL Radio. He makes an interesting point because when the change was made from Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger, again, we talked to our Colts insider, and he was pretty adamant that this was not simply Frank making the decision, that this came down from on high. The Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard, who's the general manager, made this decision jointly with Frank, or maybe they wasn't jointly with Frank. They just said to him, this is what we want to do moving forward. So there are some ways that Jeff Saturday can speak differently into this locker room. Because he's got a Super Bowl ring, that helps. Because he played with Peyton Manning, it helps. And Jeff Saturday has been defended up one side and down another today by Jim Irsay. He's fully experienced enough. He's fully capable. I'm happy for him to get an opportunity, for sure. I just know from some of the other disasters that we've seen that it's not as easy as it sounds. (laughs) It's not as easy as it looks. Apparently, now I was watching Monday Night Football, so I wasn't watching this press conference, and I don't know that it was on TV. I could have been wrong, but Jim Ursay's animation provided much amusement. Do you want to bet against this guy? Put your money down. I'd love to see it because I know what he is about. So yeah, Jeff Saturday even said he asked Ursay why he was hiring him. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.